No. I gotta read it, dude. <laughs> then you can see it. Geesh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about greedy. <laughs> hey, this is Simon from The Slants, and you are listening to Comic Pop Library, the best podcast on earth. Episode of Comic Pop License to Read, brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard, along with Jonathan and Logan. And in today's episode, we are going to be looking at the Nestorian Alliance, a Jack Trader adventure, written by Michael R. Watson. This has a copyright of 2011, and this is another one that is self-published, and it's set in 1952. The location of Noah's Ark has been one of history's most intriguing mysteries, believed to be on Mount Ararat. It still eludes all seekers. A well-worn amulet has been discovered in a collection at the Denver Museum of Natural History with clues to the true location of the Ark. Jack, a geologist, archaeologist, and avid Ark enthusiast, is made aware of the discovery and wastes no time in preparing for immediate departure to Turkey. Through a network of agents, the Soviet premier, Joseph Stalin, also learns about the discovery. He is determined to find the Ark first and destroy it. Major Anna Petrova volunteers for the mission to Colorado with orders to retrieve the amulet at all cost. The Nestorian Brotherhood have been protecting Noah's Ark for centuries in a location known only to them, and they will do anything to keep it safe and hidden. They are well prepared to meet any threat. Now you can have the book. There you go. This is one. Um, Michael is an author from Kansas. Uh, he's located here. I think he's on the other part of the state. We're on the western part. I think he's on more in the eastern part. Uh, he might be central. I'd, let me check real fast and see. Yeah, let's, let's clap. Uh, South central Kansas, so. Was there a fly? Well, it was orange enough that I could definitely see it, and it was fluttering around on wings, so. It must have been a dragonfly. No, it wasn't that shape. It was an oval. It was weird. Okay, Whatever. So Either that or a love bug. Out. <laughs> what? <All right. laughs> <laughs> Wait for you guys to quit chit-chatting. Uh, fly or dragonfly, nothing in here. Oh my gosh, going off the rails. 
like I said, the, uh, the prologue to this book is set in 1917, even though the story, primary story is set in 1952. But a group of flyers is, is at the border of Russia and Turkey, and they're flying over, and they say, hey, I, think I see a big boat down there. <laughs> so, so they go back and tell Tsar Nicholas II, and he sends out an expedition. Uh, but before he can get any results, a coup happens, and he is overthrown. And hence, we go forward to 1952, where this amulet is found, and one of the work, uh, one of the, I guess, historians at the museum there at Denver drives down to Jack Trader's place because he knows he's interested in this type of stuff, and he has a wealthy benefactor, and I can't remember that guy's name. Can you, Logan? Uh, not really. He's mentioned a few times. Yeah. About... Maybe a fifth of the way through and very, very in, basically, but... Yeah, I was going to see if he's... He's not too important. He's a friend, at least, of the main guy. The Foundation... Okay, uh, this this guy, the benefactor of Jack, his name is George, and he's part of this foundation, which is set outside of Tuleride. I guess that's in Colorado as well. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look at a map and see, but... I cannot find his last name on there, but but he's basically a rich man that says, oh, go play. (laughs) And Jack gets to go play. So he just says, bring back whatever you find and let us benefit from it. That would be nice. The results of this one, though. We can't really go into that, though. True. I I wish I had somebody like, let's go on an adventure. Yep. You going to pay for it? Yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, you just need to get a few degrees in history, archaeology, and stuff like that. True. And I'll just go for the adventure. <laughs> then you don't get paid for it, sorry. <laughs> that time you have to pay. You get the degree so you well, can get paid to go on the adventure. Jack does have to prove a little bit of, you know, he's just not going to yeah. mess around. He's He has to prove that there's an archaeological reason why he wants to go there. And then it's kind of like whatever he brings back, he brings back to the foundation and it goes through them and then they distribute it mm-hmm. to whatever museum they want it to or if they just deem it to be kept in their archives they'll keep it in their archives the one thing that I was considerably you know curious about when you first mentioned it was Joseph Stalin Mm -hmm. how did he fit into this particular story Uh, kind of like the the George of the other side well he's the premier of Russia right now yeah of the USSR he's the premier during this time frame okay and he's going around pretty much squelching all religious references that are related to the Bible. Okay, so, so he sends out a naturally team when to destroy the ark. when they say ark Jonas's ark, he's going to go after it. Yeah, so he's one that Jonas's ark, he, Noah's, Noah's ark, because uh, he's doesn't necessarily want anything religiously to be proven. Right, that's the way they state it within the book. Because yeah, he has a grudge. Because I don't know, and it was a grudge against the clergy because of what happened in his. Right. Oh, I'm so glad that he went boy. over after Noah's Ark instead of Jonas's will. <laughs> oh, God. If okay. that thing was still alive, it'd be ancient. <laughs> true. That is true. It might be the fossils, I guess. I don't know. But mm-hmm. that could be any well. But no, uh, Jack Trader, I kind of, they've kind of find this, what they think is Noah's Ark on Mount Kuti which is just, like one, I said, 200 miles southwest of Mount Ararat. Basically, one of the same in the group of mountains, but right. kind of like there's the Appalachian Mountains 
it used to be the Ararat Mountains until they kind of... No, this is Mount focused. Ararat. I know. It's one That's of what them. I'm saying. It used to be a range because that Mount Ararat wasn't around when they crashed around Mount Ararat. That's literally the reasoning they give for why they aren't more sure that it's Mount Ararat that Noah crashed on. Because the peak currently known as Mount Ararat was not around when Mount Ararat would have been crashed That's upon. what the Bible says Noah's Ark landed on was Mount Ararat, yeah. I believe. It's just that the current Mount Ararat can't have been it because it wasn't around back then. That's what they say in the book. There was a crash? No, they just Noah's got the, landing. They just got the wrong mount, is all. Is how I understood it, just miscommunication. It's well, possible. I, I, might, I might have misread it again, but I don't know. <laughs> I just thought they just had to miss... They just mislabeled it, basically, in essence. Pretty much. <laughs> it was a crash? Huh? Noah's. Noah. Oh. He landed. The, the plane didn't crash into the... No. Oh. oh. Okay. Got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which plane are you I, talking about? Like the whole the whole conversation between you and Logan. Logan keeps on saying crash and I'm like, there was a crash? Well, that's the Noah's Ark though. Oh, okay. It crashed basically into the mount. Now did it crash or smash? Either or. <laughs> Either or, same thing. But they have the to get back on track. Yeah. We got way off on Mount Ararat and Mount Cootie. That was something I wasn't planning on, but okay. <laughs> we went there. But anyway, the this amulet is found and they take it to Jack and then this Major Petrova, she's a spy and goes in there trying to find any references to that because of Stalin sent her in to get it done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now, what was what was this amulet that was found? Was it, it was just an amulet? It just a, basically this happened, and I was here, like okay. one of those tourist shirts. No, it wasn't. Well, like I mean, that. was it was the amulet is for the Nestorian Brotherhood? Yeah. Okay. But I was going to uh, say, was the amulet like significant to Noah's Ark? Was right. it? Well, it's made out of a piece of the Ark, wasn't it? Well, tar. Right? From the area. On it, yeah, from that time frame. And there's writing on the back of it, too. That Which was... basically says the Ark and its landing site. Yeah, but it doesn't give specifics, though. Yeah. So because of that and the age of the tar and all that stuff, that's what gives Jack the emphasis of saying this is from that time period and goes to George and says, give me some money. And George yep. says, here's just some money. And <laughs> off they go to Turkey. So <laughs> Here's also a... Military GPS and make sure to pick up some weapons on the way. Yeah, get some. Okay, so this yeah this book was set in 1952. Yeah, and there was GPS. Well, yeah, SOS beacon. Yeah, that was SOS beacon. Not GPS GPS. exactly, but okay, it was an emergency beacon so that if you were lost, the military can home in. Right. Okay, I got it. I was yeah. just going. Logan Not just GPS. Yeah. <laughs> Logan just... I was going to go. I was going. How is there GPS in 1952? Uh, but yeah, and this is one where I always... Re- There's two things you can reference this to. Mm-hmm. Basically think Indiana Jones. Right. Because mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is roughly, especially the mm-hmm. last one, was set in the 50s because mm-hmm. it had the nuclear atomic bomb. But before then, it was set around World War One or something like that or... And all I can't remember when all Indiana Jones was based around between World War One and World War Two, and he was you know in his thirties I guess during World War Two, so that was the nineteen forties. So think Indiana Jones, but there's another book, and I can't remember if this was a TV serialization or just books, Pulp Fiction basically. That is Doc Savage. 
he was an adventurer. He was called the Bronze Man because he had golden skin. He was tough and strong. But he had this crew of adventurers that would go on adventures with him. Mm-hmm. And Jack Trader has a crew of like maybe not as many two or three people other with him. People. Yeah, two or three, sometimes four, because the guy from the Denver Museum apparently decided not to go. Yeah. But he's usually along. But he has James Ruby and Frank Chambers that kind of tag along with him on his adventures. Yep. So Though they did not do very much fighting. They did some kind of fighting types, but nope, not well, much. I don't even know if Jack did a whole lot of fighting per I'm se. I'm not sure if he no, you know, they did fired their weapons. So, to a degree. I, no, they didn't. It was the Brotherhood. Because no, their brother weapons that they got given... Take it yeah. away. Brotherhood took them away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, Jonathan? So, like, on this, on this, do, does he do, like, martial arts? No. Or nope. is he no. professionally nope. trained no. in... Nope. He's like Indiana Jones. Except okay. for without all the martial Indiana stuff. Huh? Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones know still that. knows how to use a whip and all That's that. That's it. He doesn't know martial yeah. arts or know how to fire multiple weapons. He's he's just mm-hmm. an archaeologist, yep. professor. Yeah. This guy is an archaeologist, professor, geologist type person too. That's why I said thank Indiana Jones. You got yeah. Well, I was trainer. just wondering because you guys were talking about like fighters and weapons or were you talking about the crew? We were saying that they didn't, they didn't do, do it at all. all. That's what we they were saying. They had the weapons, but they were taken away from them by the Brotherhood. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much like Indiana Jones. Cause and, they only vaguely, and they only vaguely recognized the weapons as yeah. they were told this was this model and they can see it's a pistol. That's... Yeah. But it's like, like I said, Indiana Jones, because he just pretty much runs and does adventures. He doesn't really, you know, he does shoot weapons and stuff. And I'm sure they probably will in future books, possibly. Yeah. But they're not trained by any yeah. means. They're they're just regular people, adventurers. You know, they'll they're familiar with weapons and can use them. And I'm sure they're you know know how to kill people if need be. But that's not their main goal. Their main goal is the archaeology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and the adventure for Ruby and Frank, it's more about the adventure. For uh, yeah. Jack, it's more about the archaeology. But yeah, but they get to Turkey and Mount Kuti and they meet up with the Brotherhood of the Historian. The Historian. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. So that's where that part comes in with the secret societies. So again, thank Doc Savage, thank Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Fairly quick read. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it moved at a pretty fast, a fairly fast pace. Yeah. And, yeah. I thought the Max's connections at the end were a bit odd. I could tell the general direction they were going with, but her connections at the end seemed a bit odd to me. Oh, well. Oh, you're talking about Petrova? Yeah. Max. Yeah. Well, yeah. Petrova's. Either or. So the I readers think, will have to read you, that to find yeah. out. But what Logan says, yeah, that was kind of stretching it a little bit. But mm. okay, well, I'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so they they kind of she's kind of a spy within a spy. Yeah. Almost. Mm-hmm. And so. I could see her going over to their side. I just the spy within a spy thing was a bit odd to me. Yeah. I love Indiana Jones. The Doc Savage stuff I have an interest in, so I ate this book up. Mm-hmm. I had fun with it. It has the religious iconography that I enjoy. It has the mythology. It has the even some of the archaeology that's involved with it. Uh, it has the uh, secret societies. Mm-hmm. And even technically, Jack's benefactor is almost like a secret society, the yeah. foundation. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Wow. Jonathan okay. just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just don't care, do you? Flipping the book around. <laughs> flipping the book around. I, I must wow. have spaced out for a minute. Yeah. A long minute. You were just going, 
Okay, we know Jonathan's not interested in this. No, I am, actually. I'm very interested in it. (laughs) Yeah. He stared at it for almost a full minute, as stated. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at his website. They can... We gotta give him grief. But, like Mm -hmm. I said, this is one... uh, This is an older book. Like I said, this is from 2011. There are three books in the series right now. The second book is Treasure of the Anazazi. Excuse me. The second book is The Treasure of the Anasasi, and the third one is Wilderness Justice. And his latest book, which is more of an apocalyptic series, the series is called Aftershock, and the first book is Paradise. So that's his latest book that he has out there. But I wanted to read this one because, like I said, I love Indiana Jones. I like the Doc Savage stuff. So mm-hmm. this is like, oh, yes. And it's almost, how many pages is that, Jonathan, real fast? 215. Yeah, so yeah. it's a real fast read. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a fun read. I yeah. mean, it, you're, you're not here to learn the mysteries of the Bible or anything like that. We talk about Noah's Ark and stuff and the secret There's societies. some history trivia. It's just yeah, but... fun. Yeah. Sorry, I lied. 223. Oh, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is just meant to have fun with. You, you get know, a bit of history trivia, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, you get some history within there because, yeah. you know, Noah's Ark is there at, and they talk about People it. People might not just casually know that the one guy hated church. And I, like I said, I don't know. If, I'd have to research that to know if that was actually yeah. part of history I, I, or I, if they just did that for the book. I'm not sure. I think that would actually be um, awesome to do some research because I've. I don't know. I'm I'm weird like that. Like I love assassination things, like mm-hmm. killing oh. Lincoln, killing Kennedy, mm-hmm. killing just, Jesus. Just don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> killing Jonathan. Uh, just don't kill me. Uh, I don't know. I, I I can't see a book being called Killing Richard. Never know. Got Richard the Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think of this book overall, Logan? Pretty good, I thought. You could see where things were going fairly quickly, but it still was pretty good. Uh, before you read it, you were kind of like, were you? Mm. I mean, you're not as big as into Indiana Jones and stuff yeah, like that. I am. But it was enjoyable, though. Yep. That's cool. Okay. So, yeah, this is something I had Logan read because it was something different than what he usually read. So I wanted to mm-hmm. see what that was like. And I think. You know, sometimes I'll do that with the readers. If they're willing to take the chance, we'll we'll go yeah. with it. And like I said, this is a short enough book. It, it's just a fun read. Uh, we're going to jump into some tweets now. Sweet tweet. If you're interested in getting in touch with us, you can... Contact us through our Twitter page under Comic Pop Library. Facebook page is the same. Or you can email us at admin at Comic Pop Library. And remember, subscribe to us on iTunes and like us there. We'd appreciate it. But some of the tweets we've gotten this time around. Uh, again, City Bird Publicity. They sent us some music our way. And they just want to say thank you to the website for featuring Major Love Event and their single Cindy Sound. So we appreciate that. Also from them, we also spotlighted Monogold and their single Naked. And again, they just wanted to thank us for doing that. And a while back, we interviewed Lauren Lynn about her new book, The Recalcitrant Project. We had some people come back. uh, C. Malcolm McGannon of Wyvern's Peak, he helped out the 
spot he helped out spotlighting the interview by telling everybody to check out the interview that we had with him and so we appreciate that and we, yes we definitely had a fun conversation which he spotlighted as well and then of course the wyverns peak publishing also sent out a tweet you know saying check it out as well and lorenz she's been really great about every so often retweeting us out there several times so lorraine we have not forgotten about you and i will have to say she did send us a care package i'm going to try to get to the first book of that too and I'll even go back and talk to some about some of her past work as well also we looked at a single from sharon knight and we talked about it and she just said we you know appreciated everything but we also reviewed her album portals on one of our podcasts so you can go back and look up sharon knight and listen to that podcast but she just wanted to thank us again uh, that you know she so appreciated this word of mouth is the best press and indie artist of any stripe can get thank you and then she has xoxoxoxo so, so we appreciate sharon sending that to us and like i said we're we're in this to have fun and share the love with everybody so definitely mm-hmm. we loved her album because it was more like a, a worldly album kind of celtic arabian mm-hmm. styles uh, kind of different world type influences within her album so we really appreciated that album but back to jack trader's adventure in the first book the nestorian alliance by michael r watson this is available on amazon you might be able to pick it up from some other jobbers but i know it is available and all his other books on Amazon. His website is adventurewithmike.com. So if you want to follow along with him, you can go to his website, adventurewithmike.com, and follow to see what's new and what projects he's working on. But this is one that I think would fit well in any library that has an interest in, like I said, the Indiana Jones type characters. Uh, this would be really well received. It's a fast read, which in this day and age, a lot of people are enjoying those a little bit more because time is a little bit shorter than what it used to be with demands of jobs and everything. So mm-hmm. this might be something that you might steer your readers to. Anybody that likes adventure stories, even it doesn't have to be necessarily the adventure or it doesn't have to be the Indiana Jones type fan, just the adventure in general. What yep. was that, Logan? Historian is yeah. what I was saying. Historian. So you have what Clive Kessler's Dirk Benedict is kind of like a historian, isn't he? So, you know, there's different aspects. So, but this is like, like I said, a group of friends that are adventurers oh. and go out and do their adventures. Yes. Is this um, might be closer to the one guy off of the first Jurassic Park, the guy who started. I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Was I don't Jurassic know. Park. <laughs> I can picture him in my head, the actor and everything, but boy, I, I know what you're talking about. He does not do much fighting at all but he does know what's going on and he does avoid fighting a lot if i remember yep. correctly and and he'll you know he'll defend if need be and so yeah. jack jack trader so mm-hmm. but that's kind of cool i mean not every adventurer has to be shoot them up bang bangs and killing everybody yeah i mean adventurers that's the word they're adventurers they're not in it to really go out and kill people they're in it for the adventure and yeah. surviving the adventure so that's a cool concept that i enjoy with these type of books they're just pure adventures and having fun mm-hmm. i think that's going to pretty much do it for us this go around we hope everybody out there has been having fun listening to us discussing michael r watson's the nestorian alliance we've been having fun discussing it mm-hmm. we'll see everybody on the flip side bye now bye see ya i could see it all so clear 
Thank you for listening to Comic Pop Library. We welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com. All emails submitted become the property of Comic Pop Library and are subject for use in our show. We would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about Comic Pop Library by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, or just tell someone about us. This podcast is not endorsed by any publisher, distributor, or studio, and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective of any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.